This is Kate Brenton with Rebirth, a podcast about women changing lives by living their own. I am so glad to be here with you. you. And where are we for those that are listening? We are we are at my skincare office, mm-hmm. Christina Super Skin. Uh, in Philadelphia. Downtown, Walnut and... 16th and Walnut. Okay, perfect. Just in case anybody wants to find you. And how could they find you? They can go online, uh, www.christinasuper.com. Okay. Facebook, Christina Super Skin. And um, you're on Instagram, too. And I'm on Instagram, Christina okay. Super Skin. Perfect. Thank so you. we'll repeat those at the end, but just in case you hear this, you should just hop on right away and start following you because you're amazing. Thank you. you know, I'm so glad to be here with you. So happy. I know. So should we mention anything else about how we are sitting here right now? How many of us are there? My Buddha. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's me, Kate, and sweet baby James. Oh, I'm really excited. Congratulations. Thank you. It's a good good time it's right a, now. Yeah, I feel like we need... They, sometimes they don't get acknowledged. Yeah. I think that's really important. Uh, There's not just two of us here. There is three. There is three. Soon to be three outside. There you have it. <laughs> so we've known each other for... Two, two-ish? Almost two. I almost two years? Yeah, almost okay. two years. And, and at that time, I was already impressed with how you described your relationship with life. Oh, thank you. And I thought when there was ever, when we met, we were like, and we'll do all these. We weren't sure what the things were going to be yet, but we were like going to do all of these things, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And I think this is one of the first things is sharing your story. So you do skincare. I do. Or at least it appears that that's what you do is skincare. Yes. Uh, facials. Mm-hmm. And, but as I, there's so much more to it mm-hmm. for me. It's so personal. It's about the touch. It's about how you make someone feel. So it's the personalized relationships you develop with people. And I think it, that's why it's so special to me. It's pretty vulnerable, too, to let yes. people, right? Yeah. yeah. And how long have you been doing this? Let's give our listeners a little bit of background. About tw- almost 24 years. Wow. And how long have you been in this location? I've been in this space since May. I've been in the city uh, mm-hmm. almost two years. Okay. So let's start about that. What what has changed in the past? This is a big journey that you have been on. So how did, yes. how did Christina's super skin this new... Um, manifestation or this new phase of your business since you've been in this craft for so long how did this come to be I like I said I've been in the business for 24 almost 24 years Mm -hmm. and I actually pretty much worked at the same place for about 21 Mm -hmm. and I think like anything in life it just your your life evolves you Mm -hmm. transform and you grow with or outgrow something Mm -hmm. and I, I got to a point where I felt where I was was not portraying who I was anymore. That's a good way to say it. Yeah. What was one of the indications for you that it was time to go? I was most comfortable, like I always am, believe it or not, is behind a closed door working one-on-one with someone. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason that is, that's mm-hmm. where I get my most my most comfort. Mm-hmm. And that's I, where you shine when you work with yeah, people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's an energy. It's a feeling. It's, it's just that whole vibe. And I wasn't feeling that anymore. And I'd say a year prior to my move, Mm -hmm. I started to pay attention, like I do a lot in life, to things. And I started listening to people who had passions. And I knew I loved what I did. Like, I loved it. Yep. But I wasn't loving my space anymore and where I was. And I wanted to be able to take it to the next level Mm -hmm. and make it more one-on-one, where it could just be me and my client 
where I can oh. personalize it and where we could get to know. It's a relationship. It is a relationship. And I felt that the industry was kind of starting to steer away from that. Why do you think that is? Is it like anything else that it kind of goes more towards the bigger, the numbers, like that? Bigger, better. Bigger, better. Yeah. Right. And you've brought us into more intimate and more personal. Yes. That's just who I am. Right. That's what I love. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to do bigger, better anymore. Mm-hmm. I, I felt like at that point I had, had gained enough knowledge and mm-hmm. I learned enough on my own that I wanted to be able to share what I had mm-hmm. and what I had learned with other people. So, you know, it's really interesting for me about that. It, and one of the things I want, I'm hoping these kind of podcast, this podcast in particular would do is talk about the difference in a lot of times bigger, better is what we're told is the way that it has to happen. Yep. And it's actually a very masculine way of doing something that you always have to go up the slope and nature actually works in cycles and feminine energy works in cycles too. So like something is planted, it blossoms, it flourishes, and then the, the cycle ends, you know, and then it goes back down into the void. And that doesn't mean that like our career has to end, but we like move in cycles. We can't always have bigger, better growth. Like, a tr- like there's, there's, even when growth is happening, it slows down and it's in different phases. And I think when we um, don't evaluate our life, we just keep going towards bigger, better and not knowing that we might have actually gone off track. So it sounds, what I'm hearing you say is that you were listening to your internal compass, yes. right? Now there was more to it than you just leaving. So let's talk about your journey into, um, I know that you've shared with me a little bit about, you know, th- that please rephrase if I'm incorrect, but that one of the reasons that you are who you are right now is you know what it's like to have bigger, better, to go to nothing and rebuild it again. Perfect. Yeah, pretty much. Can you tell us a little bit about that? I can. Um, You know, I was married Mm -hmm. the first time very, very young. I was very Mm -hmm. naive. I was 21 when I got married. Mm -hmm. Um, I kind of went into a world that looked to me bigger, better, Mm -hmm. and I think to other people. And I learned to go with that world. And there was always something in me that was missing. Mm. And it was like this little voice. And, you know, it it was definitely not the healthiest environment. Mm -hmm. Um, I have two children, Mm. and they were the most important to me. And as a mom and a woman, I worked part-time. I took care of my children. And I didn't have much control over anything else in my life. That was pretty much it. I did as, you know, I kind of was directed to do. Mm -hmm. And I got to a point um, at at about 34, I knew I was dying inside. Like, I knew there wasn't going to be much left to me as a person if I stayed in an unhealthy environment. And I wanted my children to also see better. Right. And to know that it's about, we create our own lives. And I know we hear that so much, mm-hmm. but it's, I lived it, I get it. And um, I guess from the outside, it all looked, you know, great. I had nice things and a nice house and a nice car. And mm-hmm. But inside, I always said there was like this, this void. I always felt it. Mm. And I, it kind of like recently with my business, I paid attention to it and at one point I realized, you know, it's time to go. And it was not easy. I can't imagine it being easy. It wasn't, and it was not made easy for me. Sure. Um, I lost everything. Now, I just want to, because people are listening, I think sometimes it's 
harder when you're at an external accomplishment mm -hmm. to leave, right? 100%. Because everyone thinks you're crazy. Every it doesn't matter what the external accomplishment is. That can look different to a lot of people. But to leave when everyone's like, you have it so good, is like double whammy, yeah? 100%. And even in your own brain for a while, it is. Sure. Because you're like... Sure. Especially if you're told things like, this is it, you know... No one right. else is going to want you or this is right. You don't make enough money, you know, things that and that's real for everyone. And I don't mean this is this doesn't have to be only about moms. But one thing I want to address is that there's double pressure, but there's double motivation too. absolutely. Right. Yes. And the, I think but then you realize you get to a point where you realize the I think you're so scared of the unknown Mm -hmm. But then you get to a point, or at least for me, I did, mm -hmm. that the unknown became less scarier than the familiar. How'd that feel? Like if someone's listening and they're like, I think, I think this might be where I'm at. Like what, and it's not going to be the same for everyone, yep. but like, I'm hearing that you, you maintained an internal connection, yes. right? And did the voice get louder or more quiet? It or? like literally screamed. <laughs> like, and it's so funny because at that time you wanted to shut up. Right. Right. Like, you want to shut it up. Like, I, for years, was like, shut right. up. Right. Because you want to, you want to keep going. You want to, that, that, like, you don't know what's on the other side. You don't know how you're going to do it. You don't right. know where you're going to go. You don't know what's going to happen. But when you get to that point, there's a point, and I don't know, and like you said, I think for everybody it's different. Like, sure. But for me, my point was, the what? what am I doing? Like, what, what am I living? Like, I'm not being authentic mm -hmm. to who I am. Right. I'm not living my best life. Like I'm not being who I know I am inside. Mm -hmm. And I have to say like, when you leave and the amazing part is because it's so hard to do. It's, it's probably, and it's only going to get harder for a bit. That's an important and moment. That's huge. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. I, I mean, I think, like we said again, everybody's situation is different. Sure. But for me, I I left and I had to leave with my children, and mm -hmm. we had a year of living with my parents. Which is, I'm just gonna say, it can be humiliating, right? Oh uh, yeah, I. Had, I'm only saying that because I already no. somebody's listening. Like, yeah. we've had these conversations. Oh my god! When you was, are externally successful, then it's like, you, what's wrong, right? Yeah, everybody's like, I had a point where my car was no longer available to me for about a six week period, and. So I had to, my kids, you know, they, we just would joke because I'd have to borrow cars each day from my dad, my mom, and um, my brother. Right. We would switch, and I'm like, they must think I have a car lot now because <laughs> right. we'd pull up in school every day with a new car. Oh. But all while I'm still trying to go to work, and I'm trying to figure out what's next, and I'm trying to figure out what's going on, and, and you have children involved. So yeah. you're trying to keep it all together. For them. For them. And... And you're now a 35-year-old woman out there in the world. And, you know, divorce is hard. Right. And it's not... No matter what. No, no matter, matter what. what. But when you have other external battles going on with it... Sure. It's harder. You know, it's, And I don't think our world is, even though it's prevalent, is very unkind towards it. Which is why I'm glad you're talking about it. Thank you. Because I feel like, one, everyone thinks it's not going to be them, whatever that means. Yep. And then, two, behind closed doors, same battles can be fought, but we don't know how, especially women, don't know how to be compassionate. To, and it's almost like if you have the same problems going on at home, you can either be 
much more compassionate or much more cruel. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. And I think I saw both sides hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and just the day-to-day life trying to get through all that is, it's a lot. How do you think your kids, um, what do you think your kids learned from that? Resilience. Right on. Resilience. 100%. And I am proud of every step along the way. Because the one thing I said to myself, mm-hmm. no matter what I was met with, and I, I do this to this day, it's very important to me, what is my intent? When I do something, I ask myself, no matter what it is, what is my intent behind it? And if I can answer myself honestly and say my intent is good, then I'm okay with it. That I'm okay sharing my story or right. talking to people because we're all in this together, we'd hope. <laughs> so that, for me, mm-hmm. helped me make my decisions and to keep going and to, no matter what, the, that especially that one year, that when you're actually going through a divorce process. Tell me the story about the floor. The floor. So this is funny. Um, we moved back in with my parents, and I wound up in my sister's bedroom because my daughter wanted my bedroom. <laughs> so my mom joked because they couldn't fit the um, the box spring up the steps. So it was just a mattress on the bed, and mm-hmm. it was comfortable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one day, I remember I was just laying in the bed, And I remember laying there looking up and I'm like, I'm in pain. Like, I'm in so much pain. And it wasn't like, it was like emotional pain. And I was laying on the bed and I I just thought to myself, I wonder what would hurt more if I just rolled myself on the floor or what I'm feeling inside right now. So I rolled myself on the floor. Fortunately, it was just from the mattress (laughs) to the floor. So, And I laid there. And I remember the first thought was, okay, that hurt. (laughs) The second thought was, I am as low as I'm going to go. I just rolled myself onto the floor. I have no car. I have no house. I have two children I'm trying to raise. I'm working on, I'm still working part-time trying to get more work. And I don't know, like, where tomorrow is. Like, I don't know what's happening next. Like, I don't know where we're going to live in a year. I don't know. I have no idea what's going to happen. Right. And then there was this, like moment I guess they say you get those moments and all of a sudden I felt this rush of like peace and it was that moment I realized that void I had all those years was gone even though I had nothing left like that hole that void I said I felt all those years I'm like I don't feel it anymore and then after that I realized I didn't lose everything I just gained everything because I was officially me Like, there was no more pretending, there was no more hiding, there was no more uh, this or that. It didn't matter anymore. Like, nothing mattered, because at that point, I had nowhere to go but up. Right. Because I was on the floor. Literally. I wish you could all see where we're sitting right now and what she has created, which we'll keep going, but I, 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 um, I I don't need to comment on, I, I think that story speaks, um, brilliantly to your heart. And also to like the vulnerability, like when people say, you just need to surrender. It's like, okay, you know, it doesn't look like an Instagram meme. That surrender is not like, hashtag I'm off caffeine for the day. Like (laughs) it's rolling onto the floor of your life and Mm -hmm. just being like, you know, I I recently heard something like, we're not aware of something, we can't let it go. And I was just, I was kind of thinking about that. Like 
and, and listening into your story about how if you had pretended that it was better than it was, you might have been on the floor longer, mm-hmm. Me- metaphorically or literally. Like, and I know yeah. we're going to talk about how you built up from that moment. Yes. But I think that story is so, and the void, like the trade-off, you know, of, of, of reclamation mm-hmm. and the cost of reclamation and how that's a lot of us don't want to pay that price. And then you wonder why you're still cycling through. Yeah. So the void was gone, and then talk to us about then the up the slow or what was a couple steps and when you started to turn around because that um, feeling is everything. That, that feeling is actually everything. I that feeling was mm-hmm. amazing because like I said, I, I there wasn't you know an endless bank account. There was just <laughs> right. the, you know, it was like there was a feeling yeah. and then there was a million dollars that flipped oh, yeah, yeah. through the door. And there no, no, might no. have been a perception of that, but I can assure you as I sit here. <laughs> There was not. Mm-hmm. I I would check my bank account every day hoping that there was money in there. And thank God for my parents. Right. You know, I lived with them. I was fortunate in that mm-hmm. situation. But you just at some point realize you can sit on that floor for a minute. Right. But got you gotta get up. You gotta get up. You gotta get up. And it hurts and it's not easy. And you there's gonna be moments where you don't wanna get up. But you do. Right. And some there's I, I can say for me it's mm-hmm. that flicker again like mm-hmm. just when I think I can't do it anymore and mm-hmm. I'm like I'm done mm-hmm. oh my god something gets in me and is like get up like right it's like a little spark up. or a little serendipity yeah comes like keep going and and so I did and I think I've always had a belief in something bigger you know, bigger mm-hmm. and that helped me mm-hmm. and and slowly but surely I gratitude and I know it sounds so clear. I just started to really pay attention to like, I know I might not have this or the, the people that you thought highly of for many years that thought would come through and didn't. Mm-hmm. I learned that didn't matter. That's what mattered mm-hmm. was the people that did come through. The right. people that like you didn't even know were paying attention. And oh, wow. Like I've always said I had these little little people like all along the way. I don't mean little people. Like, no, I know what you like, mean. That I didn't even expect mm-hmm. to step up and like, Mm-hmm. Call me and just say like, "Hey, you okay?" Like you have no idea, and I always say to people like the power of that and what that could true. do for someone's day. So true, especially when you're down when and you can't you can't really vocalize how down you are. You're so down, yeah. And that little bit of, or the fact that you know, I couldn't afford to rent a car, and no one was helping me rent a car to uh-huh. get the kids to school. Right. But that I had people willing to loan me a car every day, like clockwork on schedule. It was like Monday morning, my dad's Monday afternoon, <laughs> Tuesday night. I go to my brother's after work and pick up his car so I could use it Wednesday. Like, that's priceless. That is priceless. It's humbling and, yes, and overwhelmingly so like abundant too. At the same time, it's mm-hmm. both, right? Yes. So okay, so you're you're. I love that you're you're being so honest. I really appreciate that because I believe when we share your story, you help somebody else. I'm one of my tenants. That sure. is huge. Yeah. Like that is crazy as that sounds is even in those moments, I remember thinking to myself that someday this is this is all part of that. Like we're all here to mm. you know, help the next. Mm-hmm. So maybe this is my turn. So how did you so give us a like I know I know there was a dog that came oh along. Dog. Yes. So where did so and you give him a little bit of credit like so when yeah. did he come along and what role did he play? And then So um Several months had gone by, and I, you know, my, my divorce was final. I was, you know, I was working hard. My kids and I were getting ready to move into And this our is when you're still, you're still doing part-time? Still and doing part-time. But you haven't birthed your own business yet? Not yet. Okay, just, no. just checking. We're still not even, like, yeah. Right. And uh, 
um, about a week before we were going to move into our house because uh-huh. um, it took a little over a year. And Which is not that long, it's not, by the way. I was just going to say, you just said it took a little over a year. I'm like, that is not a long time. It was not a long time. Like, no. I, in that time, it felt it felt like it was like 30 years. Sure, sure. Because the process from beginning to end was like about a year and a half. So by the time, like, I felt like it got us to a point where we could right. manage, mm-hmm. um, I got a dog. My dog appeared, and um, he's a rescue. He's five years old. Mm-hmm. I had no intentions of getting a dog. It was mm-hmm. the last thing I needed. I wanted to make sure I could afford my house and my children still, because right. that was a little bit of an issue. Sure. But uh, someone had posted that if on Facebook, if you didn't take them, somebody didn't take them by 11 o'clock, he was gone. Like, they mm-hmm. were dropping him off somewhere, and... I called the woman and I'm like, look, can you wait five days? I'm settling on my house in five days. And she brought him up oh. to my work to meet me that day. And I don't know. We just, he was like a big floppy, like love muffin. So mm-hmm. she did wait. Mm-hmm. And um, she waited the five days and we had it full week. And she came back and dropped him off to me. And it sounds so crazy, but from the moment I got him, mm-hmm. like, Everything he gave me a reason to come home at night. Like mm-hmm. he gave me a reason not to want to go out and date again because the dating world's a whole other scene at sure. thirty five years old when Hello. you were with someone for seventeen years before. Like, <laughs> whoa, whoa, <laughs> yeah. And I was at the point I'm like, I'm done. Like mm-hmm. my kids aren't with me. I had my dog to come that's home right. to. I think that's a powerful space they hold. I think dogs presently can get closer to humans than other humans oh can God. at certain moments in time, but then somebody else did come in. Yes. Um, three months later. I after moved. the dog. After the dog. So he was just, he yeah. was like literally the savior. Like mm-hmm. he came and I'm telling you, it was like, I don't know, amazing things started to happen. And it's so funny knowing him now because he didn't take too many people, which is amazing to me because... Mm. The first night we didn't have any furniture and we both slept on yoga mats next oh, to each other. Oh, you and the dog! Me and the dog! Oh, I love it. He, I love it. And then um, I think I got, I started in this kind of skin thing. I started to become more comfortable in my own skin. And that became important to me. And I was okay being with just me, the dog, and the kids. And I, sure. I resounded to the fact that I just might date. You know, when my kids aren't with me those days, maybe I'll go on a date for a nice dinner date and we're good. That's Right. You might not be needing the same space from somebody else anymore. I'm good. I didn't leave uh, all that had happened to just settle and whatever. And then came my fiancé, now fiancé, Brad. And it was like the dog. Brad... It just became, it was like something, and I remember years before someone told me this, they said, you're going to one day meet someone and it's going to be like nothing you've ever known before. And that always stuck in my head. Mm-hmm. I remember thinking that and mm-hmm. he, there he was and it was easy and it was effortless and it was for the first time not crazy, which is key. key. I learned. It wasn't all spy. We actually laugh now because we think like, I was like, well, I'll go out with him again, maybe. And it's totally so, different. Totally different than what I had been used to when mm-hmm. I went into the dating world mm-hmm. and the unknown. You know, it was like, oh my God, it, you know, you're, you're trying on 20 different hats. I totally. didn't know who I was. I was trying to be like eight different women. Exactly. I wasn't any one of those. And with him. That is really well said, by the way. Yeah. 
And what is that posturing for women that we're like, who am I to be? Like, we're really good at it. Yeah, and it's not, amazing. and it's not always being, it's not, I mean, I'm going to say sometimes people do it to be disingenuous, but it, most of the times it's not. Mm -mm. You're just used to being, able, having to like perform in the environment. Yes. And if you marry early, most people are, like you said, don't know who we are at that age. So, so how would we even know how to partner or, or commit to a life path of any way? I just think that's really important what you just said. Thanks. Yeah. And I think... In the dating world, it is because you're you're so. I, I was out there, you know. You're meeting people, and you're, and then, you're putting on different hats, and you're trying to fit to who you think this person wants you to be. Exactly. And I'm like, wait, what am I doing? Like, I just, like, yeah. Why? Uh, why am I going to go back into doing that again? And right. And I admit, like, my behavior was crazy. Like, you do things. That oh, you I'm. Yeah, I would say yeah. that about myself too. And I, then it's like when you stop doing it, you're like. What was he doing? Yes. And where did that come from that I thought that that, that was, was what you did? Yeah, that was okay. Yeah. Like, that was acceptable. That yeah. was... And with... When I met Brad, it was just easy. I just... I remember thinking at one point, my friends said, are you going to go out with him again? I'm like, yeah. Because I don't have a reason not to. But yeah. And then slowly but surely, like, over a few months period, I'm like... I just... Little things that, like, never... The kindness from he's kind and he's good and it was like perplexing. Uh, yeah, I couldn't even believe this existed it, mm. as we went on and and then he met my dog <laughs> and I know this sounds funny too but he came into my house because I obviously didn't bring him to my home right away. Sure, he waited kids, several yeah. months mm -hmm. and that was even longer with the kids. Mm -hmm. So he met the dog first <laughs> and I remember he came in and he got on one knee and he started talking to the dog and my dog oh. just like. This is actually funny. My dad would kind of be happy with the first night. He jumped in the bed and slept in between us. And oh. I was like, dogs just know. They just, they know. And he, it was so funny. And I'm like, he doesn't, you know, it was one thing he mm -hmm. took to me, but then, mm -hmm. and it was like the three of us for that bit, like where we sure. bonded and it, it just went from there. And he just showed me things and opened things in me, helped me become more of me. And I learned how important that is if you have a partner. Yep. That you just be you. Like you truly, when someone, and you meet someone that's healthy and it's a fulfilling, mm -hmm. true relationship, you're mm -hmm. you. Like you're okay to be you. Yeah, you just drop into yourself yeah. and you get to be more of yourself as opposed to leaning forward into figuring out who to be. That's beautifully said. Yeah, and he gave me the space knowing, and he had come, he had been divorced at that point several years too, and mm -hmm. you know, I think we just were each other. Like, we just mm -hmm. were okay. We were, oh, both of us were at a point where we were okay with who we were. Right. So there was it. no more pretend. There was no more posturing to. No. Now, how did he, I think this is true. And again, if I'm phrasing, because I know a little bit about your story. How did he play into helping you start your business? Is that, yes. Is that, is that appropriate language? Absolutely. Okay. The main thing is, he believed in me, and he probably believed in me more than I believed in myself. Sure. Which we all need that, right? We, we all need, need one people person. around us to believe before we do. Yeah. And I didn't have plans on leaving. You didn't. I didn't. Well, like we said, I paid attention. So you knew something wasn't, like, Some, exactly right. It was the starring again. Right. But it you was, didn't actually think you would leave. No, I didn't. Because almost kind of what happened with my marriage, I didn't know where to go or what sure. to do or how to do it. I never, I sure. always had a job. I always worked. Right. It's a whole other John. It's a whole John. John. Yeah. I just said John. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole other thing 
when it's yeah. your own thing that you're birthing. Yes. Okay. So he believed in you, and you and some things had just gone on, and I it was it was time. It was time to move forward. It was time. But what was that step like? What like? Things had happened where I was, I didn't believe in anymore were good. Okay, and so your situation was just changing. It had to change. So for someone who's listening from a business side, yes. okay, the first, like, what was one of your first steps of, like, was it walking around a neighborhood where you might want to have a place? Like, what was, like, that kind of thing? A panic attack. <laughs> Actually, on my way to work. A bad one. Uh-huh. And I had to call 911 on myself. <laughs> yeah, I thought that I was having a heart attack. And I was driving because of some things, and sure. I just was, and I'm like, what? I did. I called 911. I thought I was having a heart attack. I've never done that before. And so they, I pulled over in mm-hmm. a parking lot, and the ambulance came and got me. I'm not <laughs> kidding. Yes. This is Wow. True. Okay. I go big when I do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your I voice really, on, yeah. Yeah, I mm-hmm. hold on to the very last second. <laughs> until somebody literally kicks me and is like, you got to go. <laughs> Time. So the ambulance came. Yes, took me to the hospital. Okay. So not sure. Dad came and uh-huh. they came back after all my tests and told me that I that I had a severe panic attack and to kind of see what was going on and causing these things. And we went home and I remember, and this sounds funny too, I was driving to work and I remember before the panic attack, I literally felt like someone was pushing me like back. Like mm-hmm. I was like, my legs were numb. I'm like, I can't come get there. Mm-hmm. I was like, I can't get there. I don't mm-hmm. know why. And so Brad and I had a talk and he's like, you're, this is killing you. Like right. you're, you're not going to be any good to anyone else if you're not here anymore because you get sick because of all the things that can go on inside someone in that when, environment, in, that, in your an environment that's not good, good for, for you, you anymore. Mm-hmm. And, um, I'm like, well, what do I do? I have two children. Like, sure. I, I had a daughter that I was able to finally build up, and I put her in private school. Like, these are things that I had worked for, you know? And um, it's like, you have to quit. And I'm like, I don't quit. I don't have a plan B, and I don't know where I'm going to go. And I don't know what I'm going to do. And he's like, I'm telling him, like, I, and I don't, what do you do? How does a person quit a job? Like, <laughs> right? Is there a number you call? <laughs> like, I don't know. So anyway, I... Did I resigned and I woke up the next morning Mm -hmm. and I went and I sat in my egg chair with my journal because I've kept journals since I was like 14 or 15. Uh huh. And I looked around and I'm like, oh my God, what am I going to do with the rest of my life? But the only thing I did know is I learned from before Uh that these are blessings, like these moments of, I don't know what in God's green earth I'm going to do next. Right. But it comes. Somehow, some way, it all comes. And it does. You just got to put the effort in. You've got to, like, I don't know. I start reaching out to people. I was like, did you? Oh, my goodness. So that was the first thing that you did. That was the first thing I did. Like, just trying to think of where I'm going to go. I put a resume together, and I, um, (laughs) yeah, yeah. (laughs) the one day I decided, I knew I wanted to be in the city. I wanted to be in New York or Philly or both. Uh Um, So I made a Brad had told me to make a list of all the places I wanted to look, so I did. He drove me to Manhattan, <laughs> drew me a map, dropped me off in the financial district, <laughs> and I worked my way up. And I went old school, 1980s, pounding the pavement, walking in places, handing them my resume. That's amazing. And 
it, and that's what I did. And then at the end of the day, did you love it, like doing that? I was scared to death. He actually, I did wind up loving it, but he had to come in and get me before we left. I was actually on the floor crying that I hated my outfit because <laughs> that was so far out of my comfort zone for me. To, yeah, I mean that's that's a lot of courage to yeah, do I've that. I've been in a dark room all day. Right. So to have to put myself out there was like what? Oh, that's a threshold. Oh, that was like. And that's what I realized when I did it. Oh, I'm like, wow. it's kind of the same thing again. You're like, this is all happening. I don't know why, but it is for a reason. Right, because your stage is being one-on-one with somebody and, like, holding space for them and, and giving them the care they need. And the, I mean, the facial, but also, like, the love and the care. I know yes. everything you do has love and care. So that that is such a threshold. You, downtown Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's fantastic image. It was funny. And um, <laughs> I did it. And actually, uh-huh. I will say, each place I went, for whatever reason, it built me up a little more. Not that it, I just got better and better. Like, I would go in and feel good about just having to meet somebody new or talk to somebody new and so that was the first step yep um I sent out a ton of resumes and you know you think with like I had a lot of experience so but either you know I had some offers and it just was not the offers were kind of not going to be any better than what I was doing and I, I really appreciate I mean it's so that's so I mean it's one thing now is it's a story you know it's yeah. a story I can walk but you're like it can be crushing to to go and expose yourself again and again and mm-hmm. again and yeah yeah and, yeah. and then send out like we would email resumes I would email resumes every day and then you're like checking your email and you're like <laughs> No Cr- one wants me. Crickets. Yeah. Right. You're, like, you're like, maybe I don't have internet right yeah. now. Right. My service is down. <laughs> like, I don't know. I mean, I, I know where bills are paid now. So <laughs> right. like, I mean, if this would have been four years before, right. I would have been concerned. Right. Maybe I didn't pay right. my cable bill. But, um, yeah. So, I finally, you know, was like, I need to do something. Sure. So... I decided that we would start looking for if I could just rent a space in the city mm. and go and do facials and just get back into it. Because I was like, I missed it. I did. Yeah. I missed yeah. it. I'm like, where's my people? Right. And I know that my clients, no one knew where I was because it was abrupt. I didn't. There was Oh, no, sure. And that's an intimate relationship. Yeah. I, 21 years with a lot of people. And I um, had to start from... Right. Scratch, like literally. Literally. I didn't have anybody's, most people, their numbers or their anything. No, because you were working for another for per- company. Company and that they maintain your client They maintain your client right. records. And I was told that they were told I, re- I retired. So, um. It takes a lot of fortitude to be in moments like that. Yes. Mm-hmm. So but you looked for a space. I looked for a space and I kept looking and then I. I met a wonderful woman, another, I would say, people along the way. Yeah. Who was willing to rent me a space. Mm-hmm. Um, Where was your first space? My first space was uh, on 15th. Uh-huh. It wasn't far from here. Uh-huh. And um, I I rented hourly. I rented the space. Smart. Hourly, because I didn't know if I could afford it. Sure. I, I couldn't, certainly couldn't go into, like, a full-on lease. Full-on, yeah. So we worked, and she was amazing, and... Um, we laughed because I made a sign. We had the sign outside the door, but people didn't see. It's like I would go in like an hour or two before to set up because uh-huh. there's other people that use that space. Sure. And then I'd break down. And then when I'd leave, I'd take my sign with me. Yeah. And I'd put it in my bag. And I'd go to the next day. And then slowly things started to happen where I was like, oh, I'm trying to get people in. And 
the space isn't available or I you know that kind of sign inside you again yeah it's like like, you're starting to outgrow yeah yeah in a good way in a good way Mm -hmm. in a great way Mm -hmm. it was you know and it was a very positive atmosphere and I I met some wonderful people in there Mm. which was great sure um and then I started to look again and then here we are. I found my little space. Your space is beautiful. Thank you. It's an oasis. I mean, sitting in here for, I mean, I don't know how, we've been in here a little bit now. I'm like, calm. Good. I don't really think about that I'm being in the, I mean, for me in the city, sometimes the city can, it's really fun, but it can be like a lot, but I don't feel that right now. I mean, that's a testament to you and the space that you've created and how we're being held. Plus it's beautiful. Thank you. And do you, who, you said your girlfriend helped with the wall. My, can yes, we find her? Yes. What? Flirtatious design. Oh, it is. Yes. Uh, it's stunning. She's amazing. And, Erica. And yeah. the picture of it, that what Erica's work would be on Instagram or on your yes. website. So people yes. could go on there to see. They could go on and then we could, get, I can get them in touch with her too. Mm-hmm. And see your space. And what's yes. your Instagram again? Christina Super Skin. Is it all together? It's all one word. Okay. Yes. So you've been here how long now? This space since May. But it's been like a lifetime. I feel like I've been here forever. Yeah. Yeah. It's real, and you've you've traveled a lifetime in yeah. that small space. Yes. So what would you tell someone? So so do I? Feel, I don't want to cut off your story, but no. do you feel like this is where we are now? And yes. how's your clientele? Wonderful. I'm, and how do people find you? And how has your clientele grown? Is it word of mouth? I. Or? It's all mostly word of mouth. Mm-hmm. And and the other thing that always brings me the biggest joy is I, my one client one day, I, I hear this woman on the phone screaming, "I found you! I found you!" <gasps> And I was like, what well, she's like, I looked for you and I found you. And so when I find, like, my clients oh, are slowly, it took time. They, my clients found me. Like, a lot of, like, and that, that warms my heart. Like, that. Oh, yeah. That's, like, that makes me so happy. Because, you know, they, they're, they're not clients to me. No. Like, they're, no, they're my not. people. Like, yeah. we've built a relationship. And so that is huge. And so, and then the other half is really word of mouth. I think word of mouth is really where it's at. It's huge. It's huge. And there's one concept that, like, if we go back to the bigger, better, faster, which I think all of us has to have to go through. Yes. But the other idea of how to create something is resonance, right? Mm-hmm. Where something's pulled towards you. And that's mm-hmm. more the feminine concept. Like, you can't, like, you're growing a person right now, right? I am. Your, your, your person is growing. And you can't make him grow. Mm-hmm. There's a divine resonance. There's, like, a resonance. He He's, he's. I don't, you know, I don't want to get too out there, but the idea of everything that needs to happen for him to arrive is happening, right? Yes. You're creating the environment for him. And there's these ideas of that you can create your business by being who you are. And it might take longer, mm-hmm. but the word of mouth and the clients that find you, they're not there because of your hashtags. I mean, it's great to be on Instagram and social media and we have to like do the marketing, mm-hmm. but there's something else if you create a relationship with your client. And I think... Sometimes when people are starting out, they they might forget. Or I know I, I was frustrated at times when I would watch other people maybe move faster in their marketing. Mm-hmm. But I never went that path because it's a resonance, yes. right? And that doesn't change. So I, I just wanted to, like, when you said that, I thought that's a really good example of, of what resonance is. It's that you, you're doing your thing, and people are literally finding you. And, of course, they were the people that knew your craft before. Yeah. But that there's something to that. And it's, I actually really have been paying attention to that. And I love that because my thing is even, I'm kind of like you in that sense, like with Instagram, I'm not, I post because it's what we do, but Mm -hmm. you know, what's the point of 10,000 followers if you have two clients? Exactly. 
that's just not what, you know, what I'm about. Mm-hmm. I am about the person, the client, and the personal service. And so for me, that's what's important. And I, it yes, if it takes a little longer, but I'm okay with that. Right. Because I've learned that that's kind of how it happens right. when it's right. Right. With everything. So tell us a little bit about getting working with you because maybe somebody hasn't <clears throat> had a facial or doesn't really know what it's how it's different and what tell us a little bit of the inside scoop of working with you. So I think the the biggest difference between what I do and is if you go to a salon or a spa, mm-hmm. it's a private service. I like to say I'm a private skincare practice. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm by appointment only, mm-hmm. and it's we work together. You know what does that mean? When you come in, you know, we're going to, I'm going to talk to you. We're going to get to know a little bit about your lifestyle and what you're using on your skin and what your diet is and, and the, why your diet, because that's such a big factor in your skin. Mm. You know, it's certain foods can irritate you and, um, you can have gut reactions to things. There's just so many other things that go into your skin mm. besides just slapping something on a Yeah. <laughs> and my, my thing that I, I love the most is you're not coming to me for a facial and then, okay, I'll see you in four weeks. Like there's follow, like I, I follow you. Like we talk, you know, <laughs> if I'm going to put you on a new regimen, we're going to put together a new regimen. A lot of times I either have them bring their products or afterwards screenshot a picture of their products. And we pretty much weed out half of what people <laughs> oh, are really? using a lot of the times. What do you think the biggest mistake is that people, you don't have to say what products or just yeah, like, no. what, what is that people misunderstand the most about their skin? I think overdoing it. And mm. overuse, it's kind of everything in life. Mm-hmm. Too much. Less is more. And what would be one thing you could tell everyone they could do? What would So that's one thing to take away. What is one thing they could do? I, I think... Whether it's, it's diet or... I think diet is a big factor. Um, you know, eating healthier, you know, greens and things like that for mm. your skin. Um, vitamin C, I mean, is one of the things I think that's for amazing on your skin it's anti-aging it has so many you know anti-inflammatory properties there's so many Hmm. factors and i always think like a quality one if if you're gonna use a better product you can use a an okay cleanser like we can find you a cleanser over the counter you don't have to spend 50 Mm dollars on a cleanser but you might want to invest in a better serum and maybe a retinol there you go and after that, we go from there. It's, you shouldn't leave me with six new products when you first meet me. I won't do that. Like, I can't do that. That doesn't feel good to me. Like, we're going to work this out. We're going to know your lifestyle, know what you're about, what, what's going to work for you, right. too. Because what works for one person might not work for another. Everybody's different. We're all individuals. So we need to get to the core of what's going on. Mm-hmm. And, and we go from there. Thank you. I think that's helpful for people to know, and there's so much more to it. They can they can you know go into onto your website and book a session with you. But it's yes. helpful just to hear like a little bit from behind the scenes. Yeah. So we're um, what if there was anything that we haven't covered or any piece of advice you would like to give somebody listening, whether they're a mom or not a mom or an entrepreneur or not, or not an entrepreneur? Is there anything that you would? You can lie on the floor for a minute, but get up. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Because you can do it. Like, it's your life. And 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 do it with love. No matter what anybody's doing, don't let anybody take your spirit. Ever. Mm. Ever, 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 ever. Believe me, they'll try. And I mean try hard. Thank you. 
Thank you. Thank you for now. Thank you for your time for sharing with us. And if people, you're going to go on a little bit of a maternity leave. Yes. So this will probably come out in January or February. So when is your calendar? You know, when can people look to enjoying being with you again? I will be back in April. Great. Yeah. And you might already be booked. So when you're listening to this, people might, you know, it might be May when they can get yes. in with your book. But just so they know, but we'll make it you're happen. coming out of spring and you are ready. And it's, you know, it's worth the wait. Like I said, when I came in here, my beloved dentist was two floors above and I would, I was living in two, two time zones away, but I came to see him. And I think when you find a quality practitioner like yourself that actually sees you as a whole being and not just as a customer, mm-hmm. it's a totally different experience feel that here so like facials with love like facials with love like it's just it's what i do it's what you do it's that touch too that's i mean i think personally i think that what who you are on the inside is what comes out in your craft if you if you've stayed connected to yourself and that is incredibly apparent with you that everything you do is done with love and i know i've received your generous support and your in your art Every time I'm with you, I'm inspired by you. Your Aww. commitment to how you carry yourself and how you treat others and and to excavating to, to keep growing yourself is really, really inspiring. And I'm really glad to know you. I am so glad to know you. You are just amazing. I love you deeply. And thank you. And check her out on ChristinaSuperskin.com. Yes. Please. Thank, thank you. Thank you.